Thanks for downloading the Parent Stuff Podcast. My name is Evan Samenko. I am the host, and each week I bring you a conversation with some great parents or experts that are here trying to help you as a parent to win. Whatever phase you're in, we hope these conversations help. Talk to some young parents, talk to parents with grown kids to learn from them and just get different experiences. And today is a great example of a parent that I think did a lot of things right. I'm excited to bring you this conversation with Teresa Hagler. So this is Justin's sister-in-law. She's married to John, who's on staff with us as well. And Teresa raised two girls that are now grown and out of the house. Talks about things she did well, what she learned, maybe what she would have done a little differently. And I hope that this is something that helps you as a parent give some advice and hear a different perspective. If you want to download every episode, subscribe to the Parent Stuff Podcast. You'll get a new one automatically each week wherever you listen to your podcast. And then you can also give us a five-star review. That helps to make people find it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. It just makes it easier and bumps it up the search ratings. So we'd appreciate that and love to hear your feedback. Email me, evan at thesimplechurch.tv. If you have questions, resources you want, or guest ideas, would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading and enjoy this conversation with Teresa Hagler. Thanks for downloading this episode episode of the Parent Stuff Podcast. I'm here with, I don't want to play favorites, Teresa, <laughs> but if we had to rank Hagler's, you would be very high in the list. Really? Absolutely. You, oh, thanks. I've told this before. But and why? I, I am biased. Anybody who is a student ministry leader oh, is a special place in my heart. Yeah. You led stuff for a long time, helped, were involved. That means yeah. the world to me when I was a youth pastor, and I know you invested in a lot of students. So. A long time. Thanks for yeah, doing it. Way back. Absolutely. Tell us about you, your family, and which Hagler you're related to okay. and how all that shakes out in the family tree. All right. I'm Teresa Hagler, and I am married to John, who is Justin's brother. And we have two girls, Lauren and Ashley. Um, Lauren is, God, 25, and Ashley is 22. Lauren is married to Carter, living in Dallas, and Ashley just moved out this it's, past weekend. It's raw. It's fresh. It's, it is. <laughs> it's fresh. It's raw. So she has her own apartment. I'm very proud of her. She works hard, and so now she gets to pay bills. That's right. Adulting. <laughs> Adulting. John just told us this week that she has never been interested in financial peace until she realized now she's moving out and wants to do it with Jacob. <laughs> yes, and so for two Sundays in a row, we have done financial peace at our house with the two of them. That's awesome. The financial peace is a Dave Ramsey thing. It's yes. a life group actually being offered right now. It yes. helps with finances, and if that's something you're interested in, we'll put a link in the show notes. But Yes, it's fantastic. Old butters. So me and Mallory did it when we were engaged. Mm-hmm. We went through it together, and I know they've been dating a while and get more serious. Yes, they've been dating serious. four years. I think today is their dating anniversary. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. Four years. Yeah. That's so I think he has the rest of this year for college, and then he'll be done, and hopefully we'll be seeing a ring soon. All right. You yeah. heard it here first. I'm sure Jacob and Ashley listen to download every episode. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> They'll hear this. So you have raised two great kids. We've known your kids a long time. You guys were our neighbors at one point. We were. Lived down the street in Stockwell. Yes. And so we've seen your family grow up, and you and my mom did a lot of stuff together growing I up. I love Pam. Me too. I'm so thankful for Pam. Oh, we're yeah. fans. Yeah. And her <laughs> lemonade. Oh. Yes. Absolutely. Peach tea. Yeah. Oh, that too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, but you've grown up around the same time. Mm-hmm. My youngest sister, Emily, was friends with your daughter, yes, Lauren. they were best same friends age. for a long time, yeah. Absolutely. So we go way back, but mm-hmm. we're trying to help parents. That's what parent stuff's all about. Mm-hmm. So let's look back and start, Teresa, and humble yourselves. Do you have okay. a story of a, maybe a parenting fail or something that you regret or look back on and can laugh about now, but maybe wasn't funny in the moment? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> I think of several parenting fails. Um, one of the very first ones pretty early on. Let me tell you, Lauren, God bless her. She is an amazing adult. <laughs> she was an amazing teenager. But? But two to five years old, Lauren, that that Lauren, 
almost didn't make it to six years old. <laughs> oh, strong-willed child. Mm. Strong. There's a book about that, I hear. Yes. Strong-willed child. <laughs> I, oh, Lord Jesus, help me. So one time, I don't remember how old she was, and um, I don't know if you know, somebody could turn me for child abuse for this or not. I think the statute of limitations Is that not, expired. Uh, good? Yeah, you're good. Okay. You're good. So you know, um, trying to get her to stay in her room you know, at bedtime. Like, you need to go to bed, you need to lay down in your bed, and you need to go to sleep. But she would, you know, keep coming out of her room. So we may or may not have switched, you know, flipped the lock on the door to where we could lock it from the outside. So I'm glad you said this, because John Hinkler has told me that story. And yes. right now, Eliza Semenko, our strong-wheeled three-year-old, has uh, the door locked. So it's uh, not expired for me. If yes. anyone hears this, I'll contact the authorities. But yeah. we locked Eliza in last night. She woke up at 2 a.m. and decided she wanted to get up oh and turn her gosh. light on and run around. And yes. <laughs> this is real time. This is it, not a long-distant memory uh, for me. This is my life. I, I will tell you, this, this too shall pass. It, you'll just get through it. And so we uh, were those parents who were sitting <laughs> on the other side of the door listening to her scream and pull on that door, you know, for about, it lasted 10 minutes, maybe. Right, it feels like an eternity, but, you know, they finally give up. So Eliza, then, last night, yeah, 30 minutes before 30 I went back minutes. in to try again, she stayed awake at 2 a.m. Wow. <laughs> so I get it. I'm there, and I'm not sitting on the other side of the door. I'm just going to go to sleep and let her wear herself out, but Mallory's much better than me in many things. <laughs> My wife has decided against that, so it, I went back and rocked her again. It, it's hard. Yeah, Lauren was that child, that, that baby that I, I had to rock to sleep. I couldn't just leave her in her bed. But, you know, when Lo when Ashley came along, we decided to do baby-wise yeah. Oh, yeah. That the book. That whole that book. Yeah. I'm gonna so put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. We, we read it. We tried too. something different. Like we cannot do a repeat of this. You know, you learn on the first baby, and so the second one we tried Experiment. baby wise. Yes. Which I mean, I don't know if it's the best or not. Um, I don't know if it helped contribute to some of Ashley's anxiety issues or not. <laughs> That's I, a whole other podcast. Who knows? Um, but we tried baby wise, and it was fantastic. I mean, you know, you let them cry, you know, as they go to sleep, and a couple of times, and then finally they they get a routine going. And gosh, I needed a routine with two little ones. See, what's funny for us is we did the opposite. We did baby-wise for both. We had schedules yeah. for both. Nora took right to it, the firstborn. Yeah. And then Eliza just completely bucking the system. She said, no. Yeah. There's always that one <laughs> that bucks the system. Absolutely. Ooh, oh, so. man. So you can look back and laugh about it. It's good yes. memories. But in the moment, it's tough. It is tough. Just up there with Jordan Phillips, our producer for the mm -hmm. podcast, and they're getting induced tomorrow with their first child. Oh, coming. God bless them. That's right. It's just a whole You're new chapter. You're just so exhausted oh. in the beginning. Sleep deprivation is a form of torture. It is. They torture people with not sleeping. <laughs> and that's what happens. That's what happens to you. As, Absolutely. As they, and, and it fits, you know, it's. It's awful on your marriage. Oh, it's very, it's very tough. Real talk. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, that was our hardest time, I think, for for me, you know, as a couple, um, was when the kids were little. And how long have y'all been married? It'll be 30 years this year. 30 year anniversary. So yes. that's just encouraging to know that you've been through some stuff. Yes. There's seasons, but it that got was better. a really difficult season. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We see a counselor. We're big fans of counseling. Yes. Our counselor told us that the two to five-year-old phase is the hardest phase. It was. It, yeah. And our, thankfully, John and I both went to counseling before we had kids, because we had, you know, junk from our past. You know, we, sure. come, we both come from broken homes, so we had to deal with some stuff. So, like, year three, I tell everybody, we've been married 30 years, and they've been great. But year three was tough. Yeah. Thankfully, he, we didn't have, you know, our breakdowns at the same time. Right. He went first, <laughs> got through his counseling, and then it was my turn. So, but we got through that. My and then, favorite John Hagelow story of all time, and I've yeah. told this before. I, I don't know if you know this one or not, when he punched the Coke machine. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was in the room. <laughs> oh, were you? You've ever heard this? Oh. I was a freshman intern. 
your husband uh-huh. was the executive pastor of the church we grew up at. Uh-huh. He was very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there editing video in the gym at First Bossier. And I'm in the cage. They had it caged off of it. Right, I remember that. Yep. And so there was a Coke machine, and he would come down and get stuff out of the Coke machine. So I'm working quietly there. I'm 14, just doing my stuff. And he goes, and he presses. He didn't see me or acknowledge me, and I'm just kind of watching. I go back to working, and all of a sudden, I just hear, bam, 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 bam. Uh, I think that was in the uh, height of his Code Red addiction. And it was Mountain Dew Code Red was (laughs) out in the gym. And I think that was around that era that there's a lot of stuff going on. So (laughs) There was. I think that was the building project, maybe. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I had that picture of John Hagler in my mind for a long time and then started working together and realized he's not so scary. He's really not. He's and not. and he's way scarier at work than he is at home. <laughs> I promise you. Softy. Well, I mean, in fact, you know, when the uh, kids and I, we went on a family retreat one time, yeah. Pine Cove. Yeah. They had, you know, the family weekends. Um, back in the day, this is when the kids were in elementary school. And we found out that that weekend that they thought that I was actually the scarier one. In fact, if you know anything about Veggie Tales, yes, which I'm big fan, brilliant, brilliant <laughs> writers, uh, these men, um, that they said that he was Larry the Cucumber and I was Bob the Tomato. You were the serious studious. I'm one. the serious studious <laughs> one, and I looked at John like you get to be Larry, you know the Cucumber, what we the silly have one. Learn flies to <laughs> our, our lives, lives today. today. God has a lot to say in his book. We watched a lot of it. Yes, I love it. Absolutely. Even even today, I still love it as an adult. I think a lot of people who know John Hagler would not picture him as Larry the Cucumber. Not at, not at work. Not in no. professional settings. No, <laughs> definitely not. But at home, he is. That's good. Yeah. So being a pastor's wife, yeah. this is another thing that I'm married to a pastor's wife, uh-huh. and it is a different calling for sure. Mm. How has it learned or grown or maybe an example of balancing church and work and mm-hmm. being a pastor's wife and that expectations that are on you? Right. Anything stand out of what you've learned or something that would help? Maybe just me and Mallory. Right. <laughs> Nobody else has even done a plan. Um, the church environment that you're in matters. Mm. Um, the church that we were in, when the kids were little, as a staff wife, you were expected to be visible and to be at everything and be involved in everything. And that takes a toll. Yeah. I don't I don't agree with that philosophy. When we went to Corpus Christi, there was no pressure. And so y'all moved down there. John took a job at yes. another church plant or right. a church. Yeah, uh, there was another church we were helping out down yeah. there. Um, and we were there for three years. Um, and th- it was so much more relaxed. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like we bonded as a family down there. Hmm. And it was fantastic. So when we came here, I was thankful that really the expert, there's no expectation. John does not expect me to be at every event. Like, I'm not. Like, I, I skip. You have permission not to. I have permission not to. There's so many things that I don't do because there are plenty of volunteers. I know the people in our church, you know, are there. I do what I feel God has called me to do. Hmm. And that's enough. And so for a long time, some people might know you from Hands and Feet. Mm-hmm. Talk about Hands and Feet and just kind of how that started. And I know it's been a blessing to a lot of families over yes. the years. Yes. So when um, when the church started, you know, Angie was doing uh, Hands and Feet. It was something that uh, was needed for the volunteers' kids, right. you know, because they might be there extra. They they would do the children's ministry thing, but then they were there another hour, and they didn't want them to do the same thing over again. Right. So Angie came up with that, this idea of, well, you know, your parents are the ones who are serving in our church, so let's do something special to kind of help reinforce that serving attitude, That's and so she came up with idea. hands and feet. Yeah. And so we would do extra things um, with the kids, uh, different Sundays, and we'd have different lessons. A lot of times we would follow the same lessons that the uh, children's ministry was doing and just kind of supplement and add to, you know, with that. But um, that's what we did for years, gosh. And Ashley was right there. Well, both my girls were right there by my side, you know, until they grew out of it and right. moved on. So and then they came back and were leaders even. And Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you had some of the curriculum. You'd help write the lessons and do some of that? Yes. We... Um, Gosh, let's see. Before we were doing the stuff that the children's ministry was doing, 
um, we would do things on our own. Um, and a lot of times, too, you know, if we would see what the lesson was and we would kind of take it and, and run with it and, and add to it or, right. you know, do extra. And I love that part. I think that's probably one of my best spiritual gifts is teaching. Absolutely. And so I love writing curriculum, children's ministry and adults, In all of it. 12-year history of me doing student ministry, nobody else ever asked, can I write my own lessons? <laughs> you were the only yes, one. I, well, because kids were asking me questions. Absolutely. I thought they want to know. Oh, it's they above know and beyond. about the Bible. So yeah. we just, you know, went with it and... It was great. You're a fantastic life group so, leader. Thank you. You did a lot. No, thank you, because there's very few people that say, hey, I want to spend more time with teenagers. They don't sign up. There's a <laughs> well, line now I'm over the it. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. You did your time. Yeah. I joked and told Blake this summer I went to camp for the last time for a while. Yes. I said, I'll come back when Nora's in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, well, I did have my limits. I was not going to do camp. Right. I, I could handle. My... I did ask a couple times. Yes, you did. The answer was <laughs> You did. I can handle the, the, the teenage girls in my home for, you know, two hours, you know, whatever, but, but. A week or a whole weekend at camp all day long with them. Oh, that's out of my <laughs> gifting, I think. <laughs> and we'll go ahead and embarrass Ashley here because yeah. this is one of my most traumatic student ministry stories. Yeah. I, if I ever write a book, this will absolutely be in the book because yes. it was one of the grossest things that has ever happened. And to me. I think she knows that this is probably going to come out in the book. Okay, good. That's right. We'll she, she's already tag her. Send it to her if it. you haven't. <laughs> we are driving to Planet Wisdom as a weekend <laughs> retreat in Dallas. Ashley's in sixth, maybe seventh grade, just finished right. sixth grade. She's sitting in the front seat of a 15-passenger van. Uh -huh, because she's I'm not driving. Always. She gets car sick. Maori yeah. shotgun. In between the console there is my yes. backpack and all of our stuff and her stuff at her feet. Yes. We're literally in Tyler. We're an hour and a half in. We start to pull into the gas station. Or we go to the gas station, and she decides to get pepperoni bites. Yeah, the she loved pepperoni. Little dried pepperoni bites. And as we're driving out of Tyler... <laughs> A bag full of pepperoni bites in her belly. She starts feeling carsick, shockingly, and she vomits yes. all over my backpack, which has all my clothes in for the whole so weekend. Yes. <laughs> we've forgiven her. I know. But I just need the story to, to get it out of my system because we now are in a 15-passenger van all weekend that mm -hmm. smells like throw-up. Mm -hmm. We have mm -hmm. all of my clothes and stuff in my backpack have throw-up on them. And every kid in the bus now is mad and hot and complaining. Oh, I feel bad for her poor Ashley. It wasn't her fault. But it was one of yeah. the strongest memories of student ministry yes. I have. Of, you know, just uh -huh. Well, here's stuff the thing with Ashley. You know, we talk about Lauren being such a strong-willed child you know, when she was you know, from two to five. Ashley never was that. But what was difficult to work through with her was her anxiety mm. that she had. Yeah. And a lot of it was related to me leaving her. Mm. In fact, it started when she was a baby. When she was a baby, if, job, if I would go out of town with John and my mommy would stay with them, she was physically ill. She got a fever. Hmm. As a baby, I don't know if it's because she just it's a nature and knew thing, right? I, that yeah. I was gone, and so this carried on, and you know, all the way through uh, elementary school. You know, when I would go away for a weekend to Pine Cove, you know, for um, a camp with Ash or with Lauren, and Ashley would stay back with John, she would get sick. She would get a fever. I can't tell you how many Care Bears he bought for her, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to try to help you know her get through it. But yeah, that would be her thing. She'd get a fever and she would throw up every single time. So. That's tough. God bless and it makes it hard to leave. Yes, God bless all y'all for taking her to camp and for helping her through that. Um, I think the Birches yeah. um, also have a throw-up story <laughs> um, with Ashley. And I think even as an adult, she went to um, the beach with Jacob's family and threw up 
then too, but she is so much better now. I think hopefully she's over. I mean, she's got to be. She's living on her own now. That's right. That's you a know. win. It hasn't been a full week yet, but I think she's going to be okay. Absolutely. So anxiety is a big topic right it now. Is. It's a big deal, and it students is. are the most anxious generation. Gen yes. Z is what they're saying. So do you have any tips or any things you'd recommend to parents that maybe their kids are struggling with anxiety too that helped you? Yeah. Look, talk about it with them. Be open to listen to them. Um, she did seek help. You know, I think when she was fifth grade, sixth grade, when we first moved back here, we sought out a counselor for her to talk to. So let's just pause right there, though, yes. because we're big believers in counseling. We yes. talk about this podcast a lot. Did you feel like people were on board with that or that you're being overdramatic or other parents in circles? Was it, would you feel like there's a stigma or everybody's kind of encouraging to do it? Um, for, I thought everybody was encouraging That's great. to do it because we're believers in it. You know, John and I had already been through yeah. counseling. Um, we are huge believers in counseling because it's just somebody to help you see things from a different perspective. Right. You know, and, and you may... They'll help you think about things that you've never thought about before with stuff. Yeah. So I thought maybe there's something I'm missing as a mom. I mean, I'm doing everything I can. I'm doing what I think I know to do. I'm praying. You know, I th you got to do all of the things. Um, and emotional health is one of those. You know, so to get a counselor to help you out, it was fantastic. So we saw um, a lady. She was great. She helped, you know, give her some tools to work through. And she did that. And then um, when Ashley got a little bit older, we saw um, Jennifer Hesser. Yeah. And, and she helped me, you know. Um, through some things with Ashley, and she was great. But my favorite part, I say not my favorite, because, <laughs> I mean, my child was, you know, distraught. Right. But as a young adult, Ashley decided to go on her own. Hmm. And she said, I, I need somebody to help me through these she, emotions. She recognized She it. did. She recognized that I was so proud of her. Absolutely. I was like, yes, good job. And she went on her own. She pushed through the fear of doing it. She, you know, put all the uh, stuff into practice, you know, that she, and look at her now. And y'all set her up to succeed with that. I and hope how so, many yeah. students and kids get out of high school and their parents never address it and yeah. then they're kind of thrown out to the wolves and figured out yourself. Oh but gosh. You guys were willing to try that and bet the effort in and I know that was not easy and I'm sure there were tough conversations. There was. You there don't know if you're doing the right thing or not. Yeah, especially was and Ashley is not one who likes to talk about everything. Right. Especially with me. Open. Lauren will tell me everything. <laughs> I know so much about Lauren, you know, um, but Ashley's a little more private. So for her to come out and do this was a really, really big deal, and I'm very proud of her. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. She is great. Yes, yeah, And is. not as thrown up as much. <laughs> no, she hasn't thrown up in a long time. <laughs> Way to go, Ashley. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's look back, and we talked about a loss. Maybe what's a win or one thing that you would point out and look back and say, you know, this was something that we really did well. Brag on yourselves. Give yourselves a pat on the back a minute. Yeah. As parents, there's lots of things you did right. You have great kids, and just vouch on, again, knowing a lot of families through the years, your mm -hmm. kids really are some really of our favorite kids. Don't oh, tell them. Good. Get them big heads. <laughs> they are well, awesome. So what are some things you feel like you did well? Um, I think probably the biggest thing that we did well, um, a couple things. One, uh, we did a morning time devotion. You were the only family I've ever heard that does this in years. Really? This is great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we've picked up on this. We sit and eat breakfast. We're not to the level you are yet, oh. but I love this idea. Please tell um, everybody about this. So what we did was, you know, they taught us um, early on that you need to have some kind of family time of devotion. Well, for us, the dinner table, our afternoon, evening schedules were all over the place, you know, with, with extracurriculars, with dance, or, you know, there might be stuff going on at church. So for us, the only little block of time that we felt like we could be consistent was in the morning. So like, let's say we have to be out the door, you know, by seven o'clock. So for our house, about 15 minutes, about 645, you had to have everything done, you know, your hair, your teeth, your clothes, all your stuff so that you're ready to walk out the door. So 645, you would come to the breakfast table. 
Now, when I say breakfast, I mean it's going to be a pop tart. <laughs> you weren't. I'm not whipping up a four course meal. And, yeah, pancakes and all that every day. No, um, I mean, every now and then, like on a Friday, I might Special, try to go a little sure. extra because I wasn't working back then. But goodness, as a working mom now, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so it would be pop tarts. It would be cereal. The the breakfast was not fancy, but we had um, a devotional book on the table at all times, um, geared for their age. And, and we how old would, were they when they started this? This was elementary school. Okay. Like yeah. so, we started when Lauren went to. Um, kindergarten, wow. you know, and Ashley was still preschool. Yeah, because you know, she, Ashley, we we still bring her to the table too. Um, so we and it went all the way through high school, honestly. And so, and of course, you know, the, the curriculum changed sure. as they got older. The content age but, appropriate. Yeah. yeah. So, but it would it would be something short that we could read in like two minutes, and then we would talk about it, and then we at the end you know, we would pray, and that would be it. And so you did that every day, school five every days a week for day. all those years. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think the initial parent kind of blows it off. It's like, there's no way I could do that. That's impossible. There's no chance. We don't get up in the morning. We don't have Skyme in their schedule. What would you say was the benefit of that you can look back now and see that made it worth it? I think the discipline of it and to know that as a family, this is something we're going to talk about um, and every day. So, And there would be times that they would see God. It's like especially when we moved, okay, mm-hmm. when we moved um, to Corpus Christi, how God would speak to them in those times. Um, and give them exactly what they needed. Uh, the The word was just perfect for the time. So if you're not bringing God's word on a regular basis in some way, how are you going to hear what he has to say to you? Hmm. That's how he speaks to you. Yeah. Um, so for, for me personally, you know, I have podcasts I listen to now every morning when I'm putting on my makeup. Um, I listen to the Christian radio on the way to work. Um, when I'm reading, you know, it's, it's going to be something Christian related. Um, watching TV try to get, you know, those kind of TV shows in there. I, For me personally, I've got to have it coming at me in all different directions. Hmm. Maybe because I'm just a major sinner and I just <laughs> know that I need help. <laughs> at least you've acknowledged uh, it and yes, recognized it, yeah. Uh, I, I've I got to have this that. work But it is. Me. It's what you put in, right? Garbage in, garbage out. Exactly. I'll tell you one example real quick. Um, Take your time. When Ashley was in fifth grade, um, I hope she doesn't you know, mind me telling this story. It's a lot of Ashley's story. stories. That's I right. know. I might have embarrassed Lauren here. I'll get to Lauren in a minute. But she was in fifth grade. She was having some anxiety issues. Sure. And so she would, you know, go. we'd drop her off at school, and she would cry, you know, my tummy hurts. You know, I'm like, no, you're just anxious. You can do this. You can go. So she's crying. Well, of course, that tears at my heart. Sure. I mean, I'm thinking, does she have a stomach issue, or is this anxiety? I don't know, God, which one is this? You know, I don't know what to do. And I remember specifically one day, I made her get out of the car, and I made her, you just got to go. You got to do it. And so she went. And I pulled around the corner, and I just started bawling. Mm. I'm like, God, I just don't know. Am I doing the right thing? I just sent my child into school bawling her eyes out. I don't know what to do. So I get home, and at that time I had uh, Proverbs 31 Ministries uh, daily little emails coming to me. And so I got on the computer and uh, just looked at that email and it was exactly what I needed. It was, you know, sometimes we have to do things that are hard for mm-hmm. our kids, but it's going to make them better in the end. And it was like, that was the peace that I needed in that moment. Okay. I can let it go. God, you've got her. Thank you. There's no accidents, right? There's no accidents. When you look for it, God wants to tell you. God yes. wants to help you. Yes. And maybe listening to this podcast right now, you're doing that for somebody else that needs to hear. I hope so. It was okay for those kids and they turned out okay. Yeah. So. It's, 
That's great. Yeah. No, that's a really good example. And again, resources and trying to help resources. with that. It's I know it's intimidating. Not all of us write our own curriculum mm -hmm. for life groups, but <laughs> the FX is something that we created over yes. the pandemic. That's a free resource for you and your family. You can go on thefx.tv. We'll put a link in the show notes, and it gives you a box. Yes. It gives you once a week. So if you're not ready to jump in every day, right. it helps you to just start once a week having those conversations. It yes. gives you the prompts. It gives you a verse with a sticker. So Y'all can learn the verse together mm -hmm. as a family. My advice is do it. Yeah. Do it. It's all. It's free. It's it's free and it's it's laid out for you. Easy step Why by would step. You not? It's got fun activities. Christy and the team do a great job. Right. They just had the September box, so you can get the October box by signing up now when they come out first mm -hmm. week of October. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great, great thing that we want you to do exactly what Teresa's talking about mm -hmm. and take the hard work out of it because everybody's busy. There's yes. stuff going on, but you prioritize what's important to you. You do. You have to, and it's a discipline, and you do what you want to do. So, do mm. you want to be a godly family or not? I don't know. That's convicting. I know. Convicting. I hear it. I hear you. All right. So if you could go back and change one thing, obviously you don't want to live with regret, mm -hmm. but if there's one thing you would tell a family listening, maybe they are the elementary age, middle school mm -hmm. age, you've raised daughters. Mm -hmm. What is one thing that you wish you had gone back and changed or done sooner or done differently? Um, My kids would probably say, we should have gone to Disney at some <laughs> point. <laughs> That's so funny you say that. My kids are 22 and 25 and have never, well, Lauren's never been to Disney. Ashley went on her senior trip. Well, they went to, um, not necessarily Disney, but what's it the called? The stuff outside. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But they've never just been to Disney. So maybe, you know, we should have skipped a beach trip one time and just done the Disney thing. Well, you and my know. parents are on the exact same page because they never took us as a family. I've been as an adult. But it's my so dad, expensive. when Emily graduated, said we were joking or talking mm -hmm. and said that's his one regret is that we never all went as a family. So yeah. that stuck with me. So we're that might be in our, you know near future or maybe. grandkids Ooh, there you go i'd yeah. love my parents take me now and with Nora and eliza yeah i don't know if i want to take itty bitty kids though be little they can that's wait gonna be a lot of work wait till they're five or six yeah, yeah. they need to be able to walk there we go all day you're telling me my back hurts because i carry eliza a yeah lot i'm not doing it. absolutely <laughs> so disney that's an easy regret yeah that's not a long list of things that you regret or no, wish I you could change i was thinking i really don't have a lot of regrets which is a testimony to itself and that's why you're on this podcast because yeah. i think you did a great job yeah. and we try to bring conversation with parents that raise great kids and i don't think a lot of parents would probably say that in your phase of life that they don't have those things and stand right. out wish they'd done differently and like with the discipline of doing the breakfast thing mm -hmm. it was probably annoying some mornings or some oh, mornings sure everybody didn't want to do it in fights and right. you guys were all maybe not in the exact right place but the discipline of it you mm -hmm. benefited from the long-term gain of that and you don't yeah. regret it at all waking up the extra time to get early do you no not at all but in those moments it's like i'll just sleep in or yeah. we'll skip it this time and yeah. you regret not doing it yeah probably if i had to say you know you don't have another to. regret yeah. I mean, it would be um that maybe sometimes i was a little little too hard at times maybe um a little too picky, my kids would say. A little too controlling. This transitions mm -hmm. into technology because that's what we're talking about. So let's yes. talk about the TV Guardian because this is one of my favorite <laughs> yes. stories of y'all. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the TV Guardian, we had that on our um, TV. Explain what so it is. So TV Guardian is a device that you know, would be hooked up to your TV, and it would uh, eliminate any um, profanity. Obscene. And, you know, obscene you know, words, that kind of thing. Of course, it didn't take any images away. But it would take, you know, any any words away. Uh, and there were, of course, different settings that you could put for that. So, like, even uh, one of the more strict settings, like, it wouldn't even say the word sex. And I don't even remember what the word was for hugs. they put in. It was hugs. That's right. <laughs> John tells the it story. Was, it was hugs. Say, you want to go back and have hugs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so funny. But, um, 
we were able to watch a few more things because it would take out some of those sure. words. And so a, lo- a lot of cuss words my kids didn't even know or had never heard until they were, goodness, I think there was one particular word that Lauren, um, when we were in Corpus Christi, I think she was in fifth grade, maybe sixth grade. Oh, she was in sixth grade because she'd just gotten off the bus. Oh, yeah. and she The said, bad stuff happens on the bus. Oh, always. <laughs> so she, um, when uh, she got off the bus, she said, hey, there's this is a word that these kids keep saying, and it was the F word. And she said, I don't know what this is. And so, of course, you know, I had to first get over the shock of hearing sure. my child say the word. Sure. And, you know, I'm like, don't respond. You know, don't get crazy. Just politely say what it is right. and, and why we don't choose to say that word. So um, I was so thankful for the TV Guardian that they didn't know things like that until way later. Because, and I think some parents might be rolling their eyes right now. Mm, or some sure. think it's too strict or whatever. But... As a parent now and raising our kids, you can never go backwards and regain innocence. Right. You can lose our innocence. Our kids are learning too much too soon. Right. And so we have kids in the neighborhood we walk with that say, like, stupid or shut up. And yeah, those are so the S offensive. words right. growing up. Those are the bad words. Those are the bad words. And I probably made fun of my mom when I was in elementary school. Uh-huh. If everybody says it's not a big deal, mom. But now on the other side of this, I don't want Nora to say that especially. Right. I don't want him to pick it up. Uh-huh. So, yes, we're going to be sensitive to it. And that's not how we talk in our house. Mm-hmm. So Eliza, our three-year-old, has picked up. Dad gummit. I know. That's it's our actually Christian one of my customer. favorite videos of Eliza is just the one I've heard over and over. Dad gummit. Because they are listening to what you say. Yes, and they so do. thankfully, that's the worst I think that she repeats. Mm-hmm. But it is just, it's so off putting when you realize, oh, yeah, even though they don't pay attention to you or you don't think they're listening, everything you're saying, yes. how you act, how you talk, they're yes. absorbing that and they're going to mimic and repeat it for good or bad. That is the most humbling part of parenting Sheesh. is when they do something that you do or they say something that you say and you're like, oh, they got that from me. <laughs> Direct Goodness. line of influence. Yes. It's a good tough. thing, but it's also an, an intimidating thing. It is. So it is. the TV Guardian, one mm-hmm. piece of technology used, and that's the theme of this whole season, asking every parent, because when I talk to parents, friends our age that are raising young kids, mm-hmm. even middle school and high school kids now, it is the hot topic. It's a challenge, and it is very difficult because it really is unprecedented yes. of the history of the world. Mm-hmm. How much access should kids have? Are they on tablets or not? And it's <sighs> the first generation that you can't say, well, when I was a kid, this is what I did because right. it didn't exist. It did, right. And so your kids, a little bit older down the road, what are some things with technology just you would share with other parents or did well or not do or wish you hadn't? Yeah. What's just kind of their First of thing? all, my heart goes out to you new parents. I cannot imagine the pressure. I mean, I just know the little bit of pressure that I felt um, when our kids were younger because I was that parent that we, we did have big time restrictions. So like if, um, say, I remember one time Lauren was in second grade. She went to a slumber party. They were going to be watching a movie at that slumber party. Was it our house? No. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't yours. Um, it, it was a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Which a lot of people were watching at the time. And I was like, no, we're, we, we can't, we're not going to do that. So I was that parent. That would, you know, bum out the whole party for everybody. Womp, because, womp. Yeah, because, you know, my child couldn't couldn't watch that movie. Um, so we were very strict on that kind of stuff. So I so, cannot imagine now with all of that on your phones in your hands. tablets. I mean, it's really ours. Too. We're not to the age of phones yet, but it's restricting the no. tablets and what's on it. And Yeah, our kids grew up. Um, we didn't even have internet until we went to Corpus Christi. Wow. So middle school for Lord. Yeah. So if it was not a VeggieTales DVD, that's all you had. Right. VHS or, or maybe even PBS. <laughs> you know, we watch PBS. Local you know. access. Yeah. Sure. But um, so when you'd say stuff like you can't mm-hmm. watch the movie, that how did your kids react? How was that? Oh, they were not excited. Sure. <laughs> not at all. You know, and I would try to explain to them, and and they were like, you know, yeah, okay. But when and it's also it's even more difficult when you're at another church family's house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you know just the world. That's right. The secular you know, people. It's people in your church. 
like, but, different boundaries. But honey, they just have different boundaries, and, and so they didn't understand a lot of times. You know, they went with it. And because what else can they do? Right. Are you having conversation now, or do they look back and say, "Hey, we're glad you did this, Mom. Thanks." Do they come around to that, or they're still like? I think for the most part, yes, they have. Um, I probably was a little bit too strict. We have a Dragon Tales story at our house. Dragon Tales. Dragon I remember Dragon Tales. Tales. It was a kids' yes. cartoon. Yes, it was. Um, and for a while, I, I banned Dragon Tales, um, because I just didn't like the magic and the chanting. You know, I was not a big Harry Potter fan back in the day either. Mm. So I, you know, I. Was a little strict on that. Maybe when I guess I might pull back a little bit on that, you know, and just talk through it some more. Um, but I just wanted them to understand the seriousness of the spiritual side of sure. all that too. So yeah, I probably could handle that a little bit differently. That was, you know, maybe one of my little regrets. <laughs> there we <laughs> go. Maybe going a little too the far with that happened. Fan in the Dragon Tales. <laughs> <laughs> Please look up Dragon Tales if you don't know what Dragon yeah. Tales is, because it was a PBS kid show. That <laughs> it was. Pretty mild. It was mild. <laughs> it was. I'm sorry. You can laugh about it now. That's good. I am. That's good. So. so, anything else with technology? Like, how old were your kids when they got phones? What was that conversation okay. like? Because that's um, a lot. Thank God we didn't. Smartphones were not really a thing right. or not a common thing. When our kids were in school, um, Lauren did not have a smartphone, an iPhone, until, I don't know if it was her junior or senior year in high school. So did she have a dumb phone? Did she have a flip phone? Yeah, or? it was just a flip phone that you could just call, yeah. and that was it. Um, I told Ashley, I said, you're not getting one unless you buy it. I am not buying a three, four, five hundred, six, whatever oh, yeah, I'm smartphone for you. No, I'm not doing it. And she bought herself one. She saved up. How old bought, was she? I think she was... I don't know if she was middle school or high school. I want to say it was early high school. She called your bluff. She did. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I didn't, I didn't play that one well. <laughs> but um, if I had to do it again, like if I were raising kids today, I would be that very unpopular parent. I, I would not put the, a tablet, a smartphone in their hands. I, I wouldn't. Until, until when? I don't know. Yeah. Honestly. That's fine. I mean, I would, I would think high school, but then I don't know. I would have to gauge how my kids are. Sure. Um, if they were exactly like my kids, how they are They're today. Trustworthy. Um, if they were trustworthy. And I told them, now, it's not even necessarily that I don't trust you. Right. It's what's coming at you. It's trying to get your attention. It's, it's trying what's to. trying to get your attention. Yeah. Um, Lauren told me a story. And, you know, Lauren was, was the quote, unquote, perfect kid. I mean, she, she followed all the rules. She was the rule follower, you know, once she got past five years old. Sure. Um. And she tells a story about, you know, she was on Twitter and something popped up that caught her attention and she was just curious. So she touched on it and it's porn. Hmm. And there it is. How old was she? Um, I don't know if she's a junior or senior in high school. Yeah. They said the average age that kids are exposed to porn now is eight years old. No, oh, and I don't doubt it because time. it's right yeah. there in their hands. Oh, I just, I just cringe. I, I cringe. Absolutely. And uh, parents don't do it. Yeah. Just, just don't. And I know they're like, you know, I can monitor what my kids are watching. No, you can't. You have no idea what they're looking at. You, you, there's no way you can. I, oh. Back in the day, I mean, I remember just even watching text messages. I would have the kids' text messages go to my iPad. They had no idea that my, their text messages went to my this iPad. Is this them finding out for the first time if they're listening? No, okay. they, they found okay. out later. <laughs> because they're like, how do you know this? Because like, I don't like the way that you know this relationship is going. Like, you know, this friendship or this, right. you know, the way you're talking with this, you know, boy or anything like that. Um, and I would catch him in and they're like, how in the world does she know? Because well, <laughs> I've got it coming straight to my, I can see everything that you're typing. That's right. So, you know, when Snapchat came along, I was like, uh-uh. I'm not a fan of that either. Snapchats, TikToks, Dub Smash, 
Twitter, all that. Look at you. I, can you I, give it up. How many can you list? <laughs> I don't know. But I don't like any of them. Sure. <laughs> I don't. And, you know, John never has had any social media until this month. We've been joking about it at the <laughs> office. So now John has Instagram for his car stuff. Well, his Ashley's boyfriend, garage? Jacob. Yes. yes. Shout out to John's Garage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Jacob, his soon-to-be son-in-law, hopefully, yes. are helping him to do it. And he's got a YouTube channel, yes. had a video blow up, and now he's got Instagram to promote the YouTube exactly. channel. And so now John's eyes are open because... I'm like, okay, now I'm going to have to start praying about this. I've got to pray about everything. And, you know, I, I trust John, but I'm like, honey, stuff is going to come at you. And he's seen it. It just stuff just pops up in the comment sections. And I'm like, don't, don't click those links, honey. Don't do it. And he's been, you know, great. He'll tell me, hey, these things are popping up, but I'm just, you know, putting them away. And so and I just have to trust that he's handling that well. Oh, yeah. He's an influencer now. Yeah. He posted so. three times in a day last week. And we were giving I a hard know. time. It's like, calm down, honey, calm down. <laughs> It's addictive no matter what age you are. I know, it is. Absolutely. It is. Well, that's great talking about technology. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. And again, not everybody has the same opinion. There's No, and this is just and, my opinion. Sure. No, but that's what we have you on here yeah. for because it's good to hear the differing sides. And again, I've tried to pick guests and bring people on that have raised kids or in the process that are doing things we think are the right way. And watching you with your kids, they really are great. And yeah. I don't think you did everything perfect because nobody does. No. But you've done there's a no way. great job. And we hope oh. this conversation has helped some other folks. I hope so. Absolutely. No, thank you for doing it. I think it will. So the last question we always wrap mm-hmm. up on, mm-hmm. best piece of parenting advice you ever got or one that just really stood out to you, just to leave a nugget with any parent listening that's going to go back out into the mm-hmm. world now after listening to this, what is the one thing you would tell them? God first, spouse second, kids third. I think that's out of whack for a lot of people. It is. They put those kids first, and that is so far out of whack. You've got to have your own relationship with the Lord as a priority. You know, if you've got to get up in the morning early to, to spend time with Him, if, you, if you're if you a night person and you can do it after they go to bed, or even in the middle of the day while they're gone, you've got to have your own time with God to refuel because you got, you're going to need that for your marriage, which is second. And the energy and effort that that takes because the kids need a unified Christian front to, to grow and thrive. One of the best gifts you can give your kids are a healthy marriage. Is a healthy marriage. Exactly. So then kids third. No, that's great because I think very well-meaning parents drift towards putting the kids first. Mm-hmm. And I see this in our own house. That mm-hmm. We can tend to do that. Mallory tends to do a little more than I do. <laughs> I can be a little more cold and say, hey, you guys going to be by yourself. We're going to be together. Right. We're going to go on a date and spend the money on a babysitter even yes. though it's hard and don't want yes. to or whatever when your parents can't. And right. it's, it's prioritizing that, and it's not hurting the kid. It's no. not making the kid worse off because you're not spending as much time with them. But it's intentionally working on each other and helping mm-hmm. your marriage, I think, is. We just went on a trip for the first time, and it's almost two years without kids for more than one night. Oh, really? Yeah, we just went on vacation last week, and it was our 10-year anniversary last year in COVID, so we had a delayed mm-hmm. trip. But it's important. Right. It's the remembering that you two will be together when the kids leave. Yes, right? now here we right are, now. <laughs> 30 years later, the last kid's gone, and, and we still married. enjoy each other. Yeah, I'll, the marriage advice is um, what we got a long time ago was um, dialogue daily, Yep. date weekly, Depart quarterly. There so leave the kids along with somebody, even if it's just one night and you go to Jefferson, you know, just an hour, <laughs> whatever, down the road. Just get away. Yeah. Just the two of you. Absolutely. No, that's yeah. great. That's worth the price of this podcast right That's there. right. Absolutely. Well, Teresa, thank you so much. Thanks right, for coming thank on. You. Thanks it was fun. It was easy. You're easy to do this with. They're just talking, helping yeah. some other parents. Thanks. <laughs> Have a good one. All right.
Well, thank you for listening to that conversation. Teresa is great. I'm very thankful for all the years she did in student ministry, helping and investing in teenagers. And I hope that helped you as a parent wherever you are right now in life. If you shoot for the morning devotion or finding that time, I think it would be awesome. We'd love to hear if you give it a try. Email me, evan at thesimplechurch.tv and let us know any feedback. And then again, subscribe. Make sure you get the new episode of Parent Stuff every week to help you win as a parent. And make sure to do a five-star review as well wherever you listen to this podcast. Helps people to find it and get the ratings up so we can get more parents some help. Thanks again for downloading. Have a great day.